ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in the countries of Australia, Mexico, and Greece, and in the states of Nebraska, Arkansas, and Florida. Welcome, and thank you all for your continuing support, because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and for continuing to make this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, your intuition, your gut feelings, your guidance. Our limitless higher self is the wiser part of ourselves, the part that knows the truth of who we are. Our logical mind is so loud, however, that it often drowns out the whisper that's trying to guide us on our authentic path. As you learn to listen to the still, small voice within you, will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. This connection gives you an inner foundation of love which eliminates fear. We must train ourselves to trust our higher self and never go against it. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Do I want this? This is a good question to ask when you're allowing yourself to experience life at a deeper level. It will help you discover what your true desires are in this moment. This is a question about things, people, experiences, feelings, and even animals. This question will help you get rid of what you no longer want and open you up to new experiences. My next workshop is Past Life Regression. Sometimes knowing our past lives can help us discover more about who we are and what is important to us. Past lives are often the source of confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, health problems and personal challenges. With my process, you'll discover what you need to know 
keep the positive and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. To learn more, to register, or to schedule this workshop in your area, go to my website, paulajoyce.com. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know Know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Dr. Kak Young, who is with us for the second time, and Lisa Tenzendoma, both of whom will talk with us about developing a healthy relationship with your dog. Last week's show with Anisha Keel on discovering the healer within was wonderful. Being psychic runs in her family and both her children are psychic. She wants all of us to know that we have the capability to heal ourselves. In fact, all you have to do is be curious as you embark on the path to knowing yourself at these deeper levels. Healing is not something that is done to you. It's a partnership between the healer and the client. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. Now it's time for my silver lining story. My regular listeners have probably noticed that I've been briefer than usual in this opening part of the show. That's because I have a weak voice, a sore throat, and I'm needing to protect my voice. The silver lining is that my guests today are going to share their story with you mostly as a conversation between the two of them. I know the universe was looking out for me when I invited them to be on today's show because I have complete confidence that we're all in for a treat, and that's why And why I have that confidence, I'm going to share with you now. First, Kak Young was on the show previously, and we had a great time. Furthermore, she's a successful television director and producer who has PhDs in natural health, clinical hypnotherapy, and natural therapy. 
naturopathy before becoming a spiritual counselor, teacher, speaker, and religious science minister. She was one of the first women in the Directors Guild of America. CAC is dedicated to healing humans and animals. Her consulting business is biohypnology, combining healing for the mind, body, and soul. Kat co-authored the supposedly enlightened person's guide to raising a dog with her friend, Lisa Tenzin Dolma, who is our second guest today. She's a canine behaviorist and founder of the International School for Canine Psychology and Behavior, a globally approved college with students in 45 countries. She founded the Dog Welfare Alliance, which brings together professionals and the public and supports dog rescues around the world. Lisa is passionate about promoting modern methods of working with dogs that are science-based and force-free. She specializes in rescue dogs and dogs with fear issues. Yes, animals can also have their own challenges, and fear is one of them. You are listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook with all the violence, hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread. We must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to like us on Facebook, read about my workshop, or contact me to schedule a past life regression workshop in your area. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Kak Young and Lisa Tenzendoma, who will talk with us about developing a healthy relationship with your dog. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach millions of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141. I value you and what you have to say, so please Please let us know what's on your mind and heart. And I'm so pleased to welcome Kak Young and Lisa Tenzendoma to talk with us about developing a healthy relationship with your dog. So prepare to laugh and learn and, um, and, and have a good time. Kak and Lisa, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already started laughing, so um, maybe we can begin with your talking about how you met and and how all this began. Well, sure. Um, happy to start that off. And first of all, may I just say that your opening, your uplifting chat at the beginning of your radio is enough to take me through the next two weeks. My goodness, it was inspiring. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I first met Lisa online. She has done, she's made this wonderful 
tarot deck called the Glastonbury Tarot. And it is so rich and beautiful and Arthurian. And I would get a reading uh, once a week or so online through the system. It's uh, called GlastonburyTarot.com. And she designed it and painted it, and uh, I sent a little email once to her to say, oh, my goodness, this is fabulous. Thank you for creating it. And boom, she came right back. I was amazed, and that began our, what, decade-plus friendship because we have so much in common. How neat. That's really wonderful. must must be over 12 years, Kat, mustn't it? It's a long time. Oh, I think so. And then given my proclivity for traveling to Ireland, it's just a hop over the pond to see Lisa. So I've had the opportunity to meet her family, her children, and her fabulous dogs, namely Skye and Charlie, the dog who came in from the wild. And these little people just changed my life. I mean, I, I knew dogs before at friends' houses. Oh, aren't they cute? Aren't they sweet? But I never wanted one because they chew things up and they jump on you and they, you know, eat your shoes and they do stuff like that. So I never wanted one. I'm a cat person. I've had cats for 40 some years and I had one cat that lived for 24 years. So I was just very much a cat person and uh, my cats would even write to Lisa from time to time and have little comments. But then... I was so touched and fell in love with Charlie, this amazing soul that Lisa had rescued from the Romanian uh, cruelty. And he was one-eyed dog, and he had lots of problems, and Lisa nurtured him through his comeback, if you will. And she posted all that online. Well, you cannot help but catch that magnificent love and compassion. So that was just settling in my body, and I met Charlie, and he put his paw on my lap, and we kissed, and all that was fine. But then I went home to my cat's. Until uh, about four years ago, I went to uh, an open house Christmas party in Toluca Lake where all the merchants have uh, little holiday festivities. And there in front of a pet store was this little doggy all curled up in somebody's arms. I took one look at her, and I looked at how frightened she was and or cold, and I said, oh, my God, that's a really wonderful soul. So I was about to walk away because I thought they were just holding dogs, and I said, oh, too bad they're not up for adoption. And the three women outside this store said, but they are. And I went, (laughs) oh, my God. So I literally went next door to a computer store, and I fill out an application. And by the end of the weekend, with their vetting and stuff, I came home with uh, the dog that I now call Tallulah Lake because I met her in Toluca Lake. But that's when all the fun began. (laughs) So expand a little bit. Um, What do you mean by the fun, and and how um, does Lisa fit into the rest of this story? Well, it was kind of chaos. I I had acted on the impulse of my heart 
And I, I knew, you know, of dogs, and I'd had uh, little dogs like Mary Bell and Chloe and um, and Spencer sit on my lap, and you know, all that. Plus Lisa's dog. So I came home, and I had a car filled with all kinds of things that I've bought at the pet store, and I had a little uh, car riding seat, and I had food, and and I even had a little baby gate because I knew that I would have to block off the cats from the new dog. Well, Tallulah came into the house, and I did not know that she had uh, some problems with abuse. She had been taunted and teased and I think left alone and all kinds of things, and we can talk about the specifics in a minute because they're, I think they're important. Uh, so I brought them into the house, and, and it wasn't like bringing in a new cat who sits in the corner and sleeps and purrs. <laughs> I had an active dog that needed active care, and the needs were very different than a cat, and Tallulah is very high-spirited, so she was not going to let me get away with, A, ignoring her, or B, not taking care of the needs that she knew better than I did. And so my lessons in Dog Mommy started that day. But I, okay, so we went outside, we did our little business, and we would go for a walk, and she would start pulling on the leash, and she had behavioral things. I couldn't go to the store and leave her because she would scream and whine and carry on. And if I would leave her in her crate, I, I had been told that crate training was a good idea to keep them safe, and then it also helped uh, between the cat and dog uh, separation. So I had a crate for her and a beautiful bed. Well, I went to the store, came back, she'd eaten the bed, she'd eaten the blanket, and she was all frothy and hot and scared. So I emailed Lisa and I said, oh my God, what have I done? And Lisa, in her beautiful way, said, there, there, we'll get through this. So I sent her pictures, and I told her about the story, and she was very excited. In fact, I still have the email where she said she was over the moon that I had a dog or got a dog. And then I began to have uh, these challenges. I couldn't take Tallulah in the car. She was too upset and, and, and cried, and so I invented a lullaby to sing to her. Anyway, the, the whole thing, my life was turned upside down. I couldn't get any work done, and I turned to Lisa. <laughs> And I said, help me. And she did. (laughs) And that's how our book began. It's really kind of me reaching out saying, okay, this is going on. What do I do? Um, Because, you know, because you kind of want to just smack your hands or, or, you know, you're frustrated. And I didn't want to slap her, but I felt like I wanted to, so I had to curtail my uh, emotions, and, and that's what I went to Lisa, and I think I wrote to her first about the uh, the whining and the being alone, and, 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 and that's how it all began. Right, Lisa? Yes. Yes. It, we did have a lot of laughs, didn't we, Tax, because oh. for the first well, we time... Had lots of, yes. Dog owner, it's, it, you make all these assumptions when you've had cats all your life, and of course, dogs are totally different to cats and um, behave very differently, have different needs and expectations of us. So, so we had a lot of laughs about things like, you know, how often you should take a dog to go and potty outside, um, where with cats they just 
go in their litter tray or they go off on their own and it's all completely different and, and, and it was a massive learning curve for CAC and we had a lot of laughs while she was going through it and lots of wonderful conversations about dog behaviour and dog psychology and why Tallulah was doing what she was doing and how to help her and, and they've built a really wonderful relationship and really that's what the book's about it's about um, Kat as a first time adopter having never lived with a dog um, going through this massive learning curve um, in the first section of each chapter with all her hilarious stories and a few very sad ones of, of living with a dog when you're not used to it and why is the dog doing this and why is Tallulah doing that and how can I help her um, and then I come in in the second part of each chapter and I give the explanations and the behaviour guidance so it's kind of it's quite unusual in the sense that a lot of books about dog behaviour are either all about why a dog does this and how to work with it. My other books have mostly been apart from my book about Charlie, um, or they're a story of somebody's life with a dog, a heartwarming story. So this kind of combines both, which was really fun to do, wasn't it, Cac? Well, it was, and you know, and the hilarious moments were. Th- there I was, you know, this this dyed in the wool cat person, uh, and there I am sitting on the couch during the national dog show, now watching the dog show with all my cats around me and two dogs. So you know, life took a big transformation, and then I would, uh, you know, you start to once you if you buy a new car, you know, you certainly say you recognize all those same cars on the road. Well, that's what happened to me. Then I became a much more aware of the differences of dogs and and how they first of all the how they think differently than humans and how we if we're smart and this is where Lisa was invaluable and just turned my head around uh, for me in that you have to think like a dog you have to perceive the world like a dog um, one day she even said to me now listen here's what I want you to do I want you to get down on all fours and look around I said Lisa are you crazy what I'm what <laughs> She said, yes, get down, and I want you to see the world from a dog's perspective. Well, there I was on the floor on all fours <laughs> looking around going, oh, well, okay, I get it. I see the temptations. I see the dangers. I see how I could be afraid of a looming big person. I see these things. And then uh, the behavioral and training problems, I mean, when you work, what I learned, and Lisa, of course, is an expert in this, she teaches dog psychology to people who then go out and teach dogs uh, better and, and help them with their families and help them all adjust. But it's really about training the human to stop, listen, look, and and get into the mind of a dog. And when you do that, your heart opens up and you are able to handle the dog's problems from a different and more compassionate point of view. 
So give us some more examples, because this is fascinating. Um, Like I'm, uh, for Thanksgiving, about to go to um, one of my children who has a new dog, and his wife said, um, I I need to warn you that the dog is nipping because uh, he's, you know, a a baby, and this is the stage he's going through. So, you know, don't wear flowy things, because he'll, um, it attracts his attention. So what what are some of the specifics, um, either advice for me or advice that you gave to, to CAC because, Lisa, because CAC didn't just have a regular dog. She had a dog who needed special treatment because of his previous abuse. Absolutely, yes. And, and I think most Dogs, when they come into a home, first of all, we have to gain their trust. We have to understand them and understand why they do what they do and then examine why it is that they're displaying certain issues. Um, So, for instance, with with your son's dog, uh, with the nipping, if that's a puppy, then puppies do nip. When they're in the litter, they they learn to inhibit their bite. It's, It's wonderful how they actually have so many life skills if they're reared in a litter in a good home um, that prepare them for the rest of their lives. So if a puppy gets overexcited and nips too hard with another puppy, then the other puppy will squeal and walk away. That ends the game. And that teaches the nipping puppy that actually it's gone too far. And, and puppies do nip when they're excited. Also, they're teasing very often. And so you need to supply something that is an alternative to them using their teeth on you to being nippy or grabby. Um, and make sure that they've got something to do that you don't give them that opportunity to get too excited. So, for instance, when you go into a home where there's a puppy um, or a very excitable dog, then they'll likely leap around you, jump up, grab at your clothing, put their paws up against you and mouth you and really want to engage and interact. And that's the reason they're doing it. They're not doing it to become a problem to you. And so you can just keep very still, stay very calm and wait for them to calm down rather than give them attention while they're jumping about and nipping. And they soon realize that that's not working. Nipping and jumping isn't working. What is working is that they get the attention as soon as they stop. And so you're conditioning the dog into behaving in the way that you want them to behave rather than them exhibiting normal puppy behaviors, which aren't terribly desirable, especially as they get bigger and they could jump up and knock someone over or they could draw blood with a nip. So it's a matter of keeping things calm with them. Providing something for them to chew on is always a really good thing. So dog chews. um, Over here, we have um, all sorts. I'm in England, so we we have... um, deer antlers that dogs love to chew on. So anything like that that they can use their teeth on. And it actually helps to um, soothe their gums as well. Puppies, when they're teething especially, they tend to get very sore gums, just like children do. And um, so by having something to chew on, that's that's giving them something to do. It's keeping them from nipping you. um, And it's soothing them at the same time. And when a dog is chewing, they release, their brain releases endorphins which are kind of happiness chemicals, so it makes them feel better, which is why dogs tend to chew if they're feeling 
disturbed or upset. Um, they're self-soothing, basically. So there's lots that you can do. That's really wonderful. I mean, in many ways, what you're describing, it sounds like raising a child. I mean, even CAC, when you were talking about getting on the ground and looking around, that's great advice for a parent. You know, what's it like to be a toddler on on the ground looking up at these huge adults? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and I think one of the biggest challenges I had initially was well, I had taken Tallulah to local training because I wanted uh, to, to learn how to train, really, and they were wonderful. They used only positive training, and so we, got, we taught her to sit and to lie down and to do some basic things and to wait uh, when I told her in, in case we were crossing a street. But, uh, but I still couldn't solve the problem of walking, and the pet store sold me this big retractable leash where, you know, you you let it go and the dog runs ahead and then you can stop it and pull it back. And all it did was end up kind of ripping my hand as I tried to pull on the leash and keep her back. And so I would get these uh, cord and rope burns on my hand. So I called Lisa and said, how can I make her listen to me when I'm walking? I'm crazy here. Yes, and the, the retractable leashes actually le- make dogs pull. That's, they're a big problem, really, because not only can they cause damage if another dog runs up to you and gets caught in the leash, um, <clears throat> but also oh. um, when you're using a retractable leash, it's tight all the time. It's constantly tense. And so in order for the dog to move forward, they've got to tighten it by keeping pulling it. And that's teaching the dog to pull, which is why it's much better to not use a retractable leash and to teach loose leash training, have a nice long line, um, have lots of nice tasty food treats. The smellier they are, the better, because that keeps your dog focused on you um, in your pockets or in a little bag by your side. And teach the dog that good things happen when she's walking beside you rather than when she's pulling you off into the distance. Another thing you can do when a dog's pulling hard is... And and Lisa, I'm going to interrupt you there and leave us hanging to hear more of this after the break um, because this is wonderful, how to um, train with love and and not with cruelty. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Kak Young and Lisa Tenzin Dolma with more good advice on how to develop a healthy relationship with your dog.
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today... Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I'm loving this conversation with CAC and Lisa on developing a positive and healthy relationship with your dog. Lisa, would you please continue from where we were at the break talking about positive ways to help your dog um, pay attention to walking next to you when, uh, when you're out for a walk? Yeah, sure, Paula. Um, as I said, it's better not to use an extending leash because you're teaching the dog to pull. The dog has to pull in order to move forward. And so it's teaching the behavior that you really don't want. And it's no fun being dragged along the ground behind a dog. Um, so a long, loose leash is best. Um, Attached to a harness, preferably, rather than a collar, so there's no pressure on the throat at any point whatsoever. And try to keep it loose, but have a pocket full of really tasty food treats, food rewards. Um, the smellier, the better. And have those on the side that you're walking the dog, so that you can be dishing out treats as you're going along. And the dog is then going to look at you to find out where the next treat is coming from. And you can then be offering treats as you go along. The dog will stay by you. If the dog starts to pull, then you can just stand still and wait. And the dog will stop and look at you to find out why you're not going anywhere because the point of pulling is to get somewhere for the dog. 
And so by just waiting quietly and calmly, and then the moment the dog comes back to you and is paying attention, then you reward them, then that teaches the dog to stay by your side. And it's good to have a nice long, loose leash, particularly because dogs really do need time to sniff around. You know, a walk isn't just moving on their paws from A to B for a dog. They need lots of sniffing time because it gives them mental stimulation as well as physical exercise and it makes them much happier and much more tired ultimately. So you can stop, have the leash nice and loose so that they can wander along a bit and have a good sniff and then come back to you. But every time they come back, you would reward them so, so that you're teaching them that you are the best place to be imaginable. And Lisa once told me that a dog's walk and all the sniffing is like the dog reading the newspaper. He's catching up on all the news as he's sniffing around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do. And they really need that as well. They, they need a lot of enrichment to dogs. And so it's wonderful for them to be able to have a sniff. Their sense of smell is so extraordinary. We might smell a flower and think, oh, doesn't that rose smell gorgeous? But with a dog, they'll be able to smell when it last rained, whether there was an ant or a bee on that flower at any time, whether another dog had brushed past. So many things that we can't possibly even imagine with our comparatively limited sense of smell. So the world is a very exciting olfactory place for dogs. And giving them those opportunities to have a good sniff around makes a huge difference to their sense of well-being. Well, and that's what? their natural environment as well. So it's their connection to um, who they are. Yeah, exactly. And what I learned about Tallulah uh, is that underneath these these behavioral problems, there was this sweet, loving, amazing soul that was just yearning to come out and give love back. So I was coached through Lisa how to bring that love out, how to allow her to love me in the correct ways. And one of the ways that she loved me or was expressing that love was through protection, and that led to barking. Anytime someone would uh, come near the house or walk, even walk on the sidewalk, Tallulah would, she would take off to protect me. So I said to Lisa, uh, this has to stop. She's driving me crazy and she's driving the neighbors crazy. What can I do? Help! <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and what did you do? Such a huge problem. Um, I, I do know of people who have had to rehome their dogs because they've had so many complaints from neighbors about their barking. And that's such a sad situation for the dog and the people. The dog has this very uncertain future and the people have lost a companion and a family member. So it can cause huge issues. If you can hear strange scratching noises going on in the background, it's my dog, Sky, who has decided to wander up and down on the wood floor while we're talking. <laughs> but, um, but with barking... They do, dog, everything that a dog does, just like with humans, they do it for a reason. And with Tallulah, she was very insecure when she first went to live with Cac. She'd had a very difficult past. We don't know everything that happened to her, but we do know that she hadn't had an easy life. And um, so she got particularly attached to Cac, as, as she 
demonstrated in other stories in the book where she didn't like to be left alone. And, um, and so her way of, of warning people off and letting Cat know that she was uncomfortable was to bark. And it's quite distressing when a dog is continually barking. So one thing that I suggested to Cack was to just calmly raise her hand in a stop position like a traffic cop and say thank you when Tallulah started barking. That way she was acknowledging that Tallulah had something to say to her that she was trying to point out that there was somebody around and she wasn't happy. Um, but it wasn't encouraging her to bark anymore. Very often when a dog's barking, people will shout over them, of, you know, be quiet or shut up or whatever. And um, what that does, when, when you raise your voice at a dog who's barking, the dog thinks you're joining in. And so it will bark even louder. So it's, it's not going to help with stopping any barking issues. So being calm and quiet, just saying thank you to acknowledge that you have got the message that the dog isn't happy. And then the moment they stop to draw breath, which they will have to at some point, that is when you give praise and a reward, a food reward or a game, um, so that the dog understands after this has happened a few times, oh, when... I can bark for a moment. I'm allowed to say I'm not comfortable, but just for a moment. And then when I'm quiet, good things happen. And so it, it means that Tallulah feels heard. Um, she understands that Cat has got the message, that she's not comfortable, that there's somebody there. Um, but at the same time, she realizes she doesn't have to give that message over and over and over again. She can just give one or two barks and everything is fine. She realizes that Cat understands and she can calm down again. Yes, and that has helped a great deal. I mean, I do uh, have to carry treats with me pretty much all the time. And as Lisa said to me, darling, what you need to do is get a lovely bum pack. And I said, a bum pack? She said, yes, get yourself a bum pack and fill it full of treats and wear it all the time. And I thought, oh, well, now there's a fashion statement. But... So I have my bum pack, and uh, we, we go out and we walk, we walk around the house with my bum pack, and Tallulah knows when I fill it. She watches me fill that, so she thinks, oh boy, if I'm a good girl, I can now have some treats from the bum pack. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are just so great. Uh, it's basically like, like a little bag um, on a belt that you wear around your waist. And it, they're very useful when you're taking dogs out for walks as well because you can put your phone in there, your keys, poop bags, um, and lots of treats. And it means that everything is to hand. It's very easily accessible. And it makes it much easier because if you're going to be uh, teaching a dog that certain behaviors get rewarded, you need to act very quickly so that they understand what it is that they're being rewarded for. It's no good, for instance, with, if Tallulah was barking and she paused for breath, Cack went to take out a treat and then Tallulah started barking again and got the treat. She would think she's being rewarded for barking. So you have to be very quick off the mark and actually catch the behavior while it's happening, which is why a lot of people use clickers because that is a marker of something good is coming. So the dog will go quiet, you'll click, and then you'll treat immediately. Um, so it's very useful for teaching the dog um, in that way too. But they're, they're a great invention of bum bags. 
Yes, they're great, and I have a two-sided one. I have treats for me on one side and treats for Tallulah <laughs> on the other, so it works out great. <laughs> and I, when, when Tallulah was rescued, she was rescued by this amazing organization in Los Angeles, Studio City, called the Rescue Train. And she was brought to a, one of those events where it's, you know, adopt a dog. At, uh, actually, it was at the Rose Bowl. And Tallulah escaped. And so one of the rescue train people, Lisa Young, no relation, came back every day in that Pasadena area to find her. So when she was found, she had been hit by a car and taken to a vet, and they called Lisa and said, "Uh, well, we have her, but she's not in good shape. That organization paid for her medical and nursed her back to health. So the dedication of some of these rescue groups is pretty amazing. And it was after I had had her for a few weeks that I began to notice that if I took out a hairbrush, Tallulah would freak. She would run in the corner and and start to whine. And I thought, a hairbrush? Well, uh, you know, Lisa told me, well, she's probably been beaten with a brush. The same thing is true uh, with a broom. The first time I uh, was sweeping some crumbs off the kitchen floor, Tallulah ran and hid uh, again with the with, with by seeing the broom or any stick now I've come to learn. And I could not take her out into the garden because she was afraid of the garden hose. Apparently, we assumed that someone had sprayed her or had fun with her or what. But she was terrified. I mean, those just three examples of some of the terror. So I came to Lisa again, and I said, now what do I do? (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's so hard when a dog has been given a tough time in the past. And, of course, very often, with a rescue dog especially, you can't tell what's happened. You can't say definitely this or definitely that. But certainly Tallulah was showing every indication that... um, Household objects had been used as punishment, which is just terribly, terribly sad. And and the repercussions from that can carry on for a very long time. You have to work quite hard to teach them that, in fact, it's okay. And and you did that, didn't you, Kat? You worked really hard on conditioning Tallulah to be able to cope with being brushed, of taking it very, very slowly. Yes, I did because I, you know, I was committed to her and I knew that I had fallen in love with something amazing and she became my teacher, which as I was being educated by Tallulah and Lisa, I found that I was growing as a human being in my own ability to understand from someone else's point of view and also in my commitment to love her. So uh, as I began to work with her, you know, I I had my bum bag with all the treats in it, so we would work little by little with the brush, and I would put it out, and I would walk away, and I'd give her a treat, and then we'd get closer to the brush. Now I can comb her with no problem uh, because she is accustomed to uh, having something favorable happen to her when she's in the presence of the brush instead of whatever she experienced before. But it took some time, the conditioning that she came with, and I adopted her when she was three years old, that conditioning was really in there and uh, 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 hanging on to her consciousness. It wasn't she fortunate? I think another point 
that is quite important as well because we've, we've talked a lot about food rewards and I do know that some people will say, well, you're just bribing them. Why are you giving them food for everything and aren't they going to get fat? And for one thing, you would obviously be working with the dog's diet as well. So you would be reducing the calories in the dog's diet depending on how many treats you're giving a day. But for another thing, I think it's very important that we look at this as payment rather than as bribery. If, if we go out and do a job, if we're asked to do some work, then we would expect to be paid for it. And it's exactly the same with dogs, that by rewarding the behaviours that we want from them, we're paying them for actually demonstrating those behaviours, which is only fair, really. Nobody wants to work for free all the time. And so that's, that's quite an important point, I think, where, and the reason why food rewards are so important, and of course some dogs may not be as food-oriented, so in that case it would be a game with a ball or a squeaky toy. Whatever it is that really makes them happy is what you'd be looking at. And I I hate to do this because this is so wonderful, but we're almost at closing. So I would like, first of all, to say how fortunate this beautiful dog was to have found both of you to help him heal and to um, be in, in a place where he's loved and appreciated. And I would love for you two to tell us how they can purchase your book and reach you. We have just about a minute to do that, please. Well, in the United States and also in the UK, you can go on to Amazon.com. The book is called The Supposedly Enlightened Person's Guide to Raising a Dog, and you can get that on Amazon. It's a wonderful gift, and it's a great, fun book for anybody to read. And how and can they buy it direct from the publishers at hubbleandhattie.com too? Okay. Yes, that's Hubble and Hattie, H-U-B-B-L-E and Hattie, H-A-T-T-I-E. And they are wonderful publishers, very supportive. And you can reach Lisa through the ISP. ISCP.com. Yes. There you go. I always get the letters mixed up. Dot com. Um, the International Canine Psycho no, International School of Canine Psychology. That's what it is. Yeah. I appreciate the School for Canine Psychology and Behaviour, so it's BISCP.com. And Cash has got <laughs> lots of websites, haven't you? Depending on your yes. books. So can you give us just one because I need to wrap up, please? CAC. Uh, I'm, I lost you there, Paula. I'm sorry. What was oh, your question? Do you have one website that you can share with us? Please. Oh, yes. Um, uh, CACYoung.com gets it all. Okay, perfect. Thank you both so much. And I'd like to thank my listeners for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. And if you enjoyed today's show, please go to paulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, read about my latest blog, learn about my services, including including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, 
or finding the silver linings. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount. I'd like to wish my listeners in the United States a happy Thanksgiving next week. And please join us on November 30th when Mary Shores will talk about how your words can change your mind, your choices, and your life. And on December 7th, when Cooch and Victor Daniels would discuss how to use your chakras to hear your inner self. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.